Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, a.k.a. the Movie Geek cast. It's Chris McQueen and Justin Winters, and we are back. Yay! It's been a while, you guys. We uh, took a little hiatus. We've been known to do that <laughs> more than once, actually. But uh, now all of you who subscribe are getting a brand new episode in your phone or iPad or whatever the heck you got. And more power to you. Justin, it's been a while. Where have we been? I haven't moved, guys. I'm still in the same place. Butts up. Did you say butts up? Butts up. Wait, what? What have you been doing? <laughs> butts up. Okay. Never mind. We're talking about going on hiatus and you're like, butts up. Um, yeah, we, we took a break. Took a break. Yes. But. What? Like the end of Daylight, starring Sylvester Stallone, we have, we're at the end of this dark darkness tunnel, it seems, and like there is actually an end to all this madness you're right there was a finally an end to Zack snyder's film we are <laughs> took many hours later today yeah we had to come back and talk about Zack snyder's justice league but i want to say like we're officially 25 percent vaccinated as a podcast so right that's a big reason we're back like we're we're, we're coming back we're coming it, it's back it's happening and then uh our pretty kids, soon our kids maybe might go back to school soon, so that's good. Not this semester, but possibly for the next school year. Oh, God, possibly. Yeah. Yikes. I know. I think that might be hybrid when they first go back to school. So all y'all who have kids in school right now, more power to you. I'm really happy for you and all that jazz. But like, how do you not just have panic attacks every day that today is the day? Today they're going to catch the, the, the Rona and bring it home and kill grandma. Well, luckily, since... The last time we did a podcast, your mother, yeah. who lives with us, is mm-hmm. fully vaccinated. Thankfully, so yes. That was a huge thing because, uh, like we said several times before we took our hiatus, that was at least my and yours like personal fear. Truth. Like killing. Killing that's, grandma. That's one side of the family tree that just basically be, bloop, you know, lopped off. So. Yeah, because I don't really have other family. So it's like, oh, you kill my mom? I guess that's my whole family now. Well, I'll except, never forgive you. Except for my cousin Jamie because she's fabulous and uh, her mom and dad. I just saw it going great. very lifetime. I'll never forgive you. I'll be like, <laughs> but I love you. I'm sorry. But luckily she's vaccinated. So that's great. She is. This is true. Uh, we're also, you know, watching movies now. Chrissy's back on the watch a movie train. Well, I mean, how could I resist an offer like Hey, remember that one time we watched Justice League and I said, no, not really. And you said, well, how about we watch four more hours of Justice League, this time with less Joss Whedon? And I said, all right. Oh, man. Fun times. (laughs) You got to, you know, it's like a a gradual thing with her. You got to get her a little excited and then like drop hints that it might not be as easy as she thinks. Hey, hey, before we talk about the movie, can we take a second... To discuss Joss Whedon, let's well, I'm, let's talk about him when we talk about the movie. Ugh. But I was I was so excited. I was like, "Hey, we've been watching movies, we watch a TV, 
So and then I came in as Debbie Downer. <laughs> You're like, let's just get to the mo- the other movie. No, no, I was gonna say some of the movies I've watched. Okay, okay. People like to know what other people are watching, right? Okay, okay. Uh, I caught the last blockbuster on Netflix. Oh yeah. Which just the fact that it's uh, this is a documentary about the last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, and it's on Netflix, which was one of the reasons one of the reasons for Blockbuster's doom. For uh, Blockbuster's doom? Yeah. You mean the entire industry's doom? Well, you know, they were the big fish. Yeah. Number one, fuck Blockbuster. They were the big fish. <laughs> they, they killed off a lot of indie video stores, and then Netflix came around and, you know, was the bigger well that swallowed them up. So Justin says fuck Blockbuster because in case you didn't know, he worked in uh, his family's owned, uh, family-owned video store throughout the 80s and 90s. It's a personal vendetta, man. Yes. There should be a, a documentary about, you know, Batman v, v Superman, but indie V Blockbuster. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's it's a sore subject, Chrissy. I get it. They I get it. Took our livelihood, destroyed. So my then, family. so then, are you rooting for or against this final blockbuster in Bend to survive? Okay, so here's the thing: like the documentary, um, there's a lot of just like random stuff that is we like weird to add to the documentary. True. Uh, there's a lot of Doug Benson in it. Where I'm just like, okay, did he produce this or something? Yeah. But the the heart of the story is that store and the. The manager, Sandy, she's amazing. Seems to be like the you know the person you would want running a, a video store or and any she, store. And they kind of consider them like indie with the the blockbuster sheen. So I give them a pass. But she's so awesome in the way that she's running the store. I'm like, okay, I I I hope they continue to do this. In, in my line of work, every day I talk to people who are like, I wish that I could find somebody who would act as the owner. This woman. You would think that she's the owner in terms of how she takes uh, pride in that in that little store that could. Yeah, and apparently they're, they've survived COVID as well. So um, definitely worth checking out on Netflix. Totally. Another documentary I watched is called You Cannot Kill David Arquette on Hulu. Oh, that one. I will say that I like D- David Arquette, but this was hard to watch. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's basically a documentary about how Way back in the day, in the 90s, he was in a movie called Ready to Rumble about wrestling. And as a PR move during that movie, they put him on like WWF or I don't know if it had changed at the time and had him win the title. And everyone got super pissed off that David Arquette, actor guy, came in and just won the the wrestling title outright. So wait, 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 because I didn't really watch this and you did. I have a question. Yeah. Did he win on his own merit, or was it like kind of thrown to him? Chrissy, this is professional wrestling. You know what? You know how it works, right? It's staged. It's like a soap opera, but with you know, yes, suplexes and stuff. Anyway, right. no, this was this was uh, like a PR for the movie and type thing, but it blew up in their face because the the diehard wrestlers just like. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is this David Arquette? You know, blah blah blah. That's Courtney Cox's husband. So the stink of that apparently has just been on him since then. Wow. And it's always been, he's always been like, I really want to go back because he was like a lover of of wrestling, and the mm-hmm. fact that he kind of did it wrong and people got pissed off at him has kind of like rankled him for years. So he's like, I want to like really become a real wrestler and like really work hard and practice and all How this old stuff. Is he? He's like. He's got to be 50s, 50, right? 50, yeah, somewhere around there. 
Oh no. But that on on our, our dog Lucy our dog just growled Lucy. in the background. On the flip side, goes, he's like, you know, I, I'm not getting offers, jobs, blah blah blah. You know, luckily screams coming back. So this has also got the tone of like, what else do I do? Type thing. I guess so. Half of it's like you know you kind of rooting for him, and then half of it's like uh, you know some of this is kind of dangerous because he's got like medical things well, he, going yeah. on and stuff. So yeah, uh, you know what you you could have stopped at before he has Lucy. medical things going on, and just Sorry. said he's fifty or close to it. Like that's it. You don't even need to have pre existing conditions to you know not go into wrestling at, at fifty. No offense to all the fifty year olds out there, you're all great, but don't go into wrestling. Yeah. So even his uh, Coco. Uh, his daughter with uh, Courtney, Courtney is in it, and she's like totally embarrassed by him. It's like, Aww. why are you doing this? You know, blah blah blah. Poor so, um, if you like him, it's worth checking out. But it, it can kind of get gnarly. As there's there's one scene where he's like, you know, I, I'm gonna go work a match, and it's literally like somebody's backyard. And oh god, <laughs> they're like yelling at him, like, why is David Arquette here? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, right, like, why are you there, David? I feel like, bad laughing, but. Man. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Watch it. It puts you in this place where you're like, you like him, but like you, if you were a friend, you're like, don't do this, man. Basically. Some of this is kind of embarrassing, man. So uh, you cannot kill David Arquette on Hulu. Uh, I finally caught, saw Nomadland. Oh. Um, with uh, Francis Fran- McDormand. Francis McDormand. I thought it was amazing. Uh, Chloe Zhao uh, directed it. And she's nominated for best director nominated f- and it's nominated for best picture. It's great. Um, beautiful film to watch. Lots of, you know, sunsets and uh, just a gorgeous film to watch. And Francis McDormand is, is already, you know, right. a love of my life. So my favorite thing was when the director won the golden globe and she was, I, I swear to God, she was wearing like, a crew neck sweater and pigtail braids, not a stitch of makeup on her face. And I was like, I am here for this. Oh yeah. If Jason Sudeikis can, that's what know, I'm saying. Like, write the hoodie. Yes. Or, you know, wear the hoodie. Yeah. Because the, you, you, to be honest, and I like J- Jason Sudeikis too, but when we're talking about the standards of beauty in Hollywood between men and women, you know, it's really obvious that yeah, the men are supposed to clean up at these events, but the women are supposed to go out of their way to look like something you're sitting in front of your laptop you know you got to be comfortable right no, but that's what i'm saying like even even on <laughs> as i Zoom, look at chrissy with her uh her microphone jerry rigged I knew that was gonna come out her. so i'm wearing a sports bra and i have the microphone <laughs> resting between my cleaves because i have carpal tunnel and it really hurts to hold my microphone for the length of time we do this podcast. Uh, I'm but figure, I'm also afraid I'll, that it's going to fall out of my sports bra. So I'm also leaning casually on one elbow <laughs> to the side in a way that I hope doesn't look awkward, but totally looks awkward. I'm going to figure out a solution to this. Good luck. Uh, you mean you don't want to stare at this forevermore? <laughs> no bad land. Uh, definitely check it out. And then one that we watched together on Netflix yes. called I Care A Lot. Chrissy, what, what, what did you think about I Care A Lot? I'm basically making the face of the the gif of the girl from Toddlers and Tiaras where she's smiling, kind of like, yeah, I have a secret. I loved this movie. I thought the end was messy, but by then I was so invested in wanting to know what happened that I forgave it of its sins and the messy ending that it pulled together. The first two thirds of the film are fantastic. Um, it, you, you could probably stop watching there, not even know what happens and feel like, oh, that was great. If you do continue watching the last third and you're here for the messiness, 
eh, it does bring it down a few notches. What about, what about you, Jess? I loved it right up until the ending. And uh, I, I think I said on Twitter, I, I was disappointed that it pulled its punch at the end. Because as we were watching it, and we definitely recommend you watch it. Totally. Uh, but we will say, if you don't like, you know, uh, I mean, she's supposed to be the protagonist. She's an awful, awful person. You mean the anti-heroine. Anti-heroine. She's not not a good person. Played, you know, magnificently by Rosamund Pike. It's like a different shade of her Gone Girl persona. Anyway, what you, what you quickly realize as you go through the movie is like she's the anti-heroine and she's re- a really bad, bad, bad person. Like, you know, it's hard to find any good qualities to her. I so, think I said to you at one point, I think we're supposed to root for her and yet I can't root for her, but I guess I'm kind of rooting for her. But you you kind of go along with it because, number one, she's so good and she's surrounded by like one of the best casts around. Like, yeah. I want to have her. Peter Dinklage is amazing in it because he's always amazing in everything. True. Diane Weist, Chris Messina, like everyone is on fire in this movie and it's got one of those really fast scripts coupled with the fact that People, you know, that do these uh, old person scams do exist. I don't know. Like I said, I, I I like that it went hard and went really bad and evil. But at the end, it was just kind of it was one of those things where it sounded like the the people in charge were like, no, like we can't go that you know we can't go that dark. We can't go I mean, very we can't go very bad things ending dark, guys. Oh, yeah. Some Too someone's got to get their comeuppance. And it has to be her. But the way that it was done, it was just like, you know. I agree. Whatever. So. I agree. Definitely catch it if you haven't already. I care a lot on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, Chrissy. So the reason we came back is... to do the podcast is, <laughs> you know, there there's one movie just out in the zeitgeist that everyone's talking about. Everyone's watching. It's, you know, been discussed for the last several years since the first version came out. I know you're excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Chrissy's had like, Chrissy's been sick since we watched it. I'm like, what did, what did Zack Snyder's Justice League what do to you? What did he do you? to me? So yeah, we're here to talk uh, Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We watched sure. it all. And um, I stayed awake for it. Chrissy stayed awake for it. I gave her a high five at the end. You did give me a we, high five. We split Thank it you. up into... Uh, halves we watched two hours one day and two hours the other um justin doesn't believe me but now that i work from home i don't have to wake up at like five thirty every day so i'm better at staying awake through stuff in the later evening mm-hmm. and when this is one to you know this was a marathon yeah now chrissy hmm. we got to watch our watch what we say about this movie why we might get hate mail if, from who i don't know or whom <laughs> i don't know this is one of those divisive movies uh, uh, all right. Before we watched it, I, I told Chrissy we, we we did watch the first Justice League. We did it for the podcast. Here, yes. let me let me play your review. And she's like, I had no idea. I I, I don't remember this film. No, sometimes I have my my memory. Like I think normal people have good working memory and good long term memory. I have three types of memory: long term memory, working memory, and like temporary internet cache. And a lot of the movies that I don't fall in love with get deposited in the temporary internet cache and it automatically gets purged like once every few months. Yeah. That person with the, the vacuum tube inside out. It's just like, oh, yeah. All of these have to go. Basically. This is Chrissy. <laughs> She's never, ever going to need these. <laughs> so I wanted to preface, preface everything we say about this movie by saying that Chrissy had seen the first one, but she didn't remember it. So it's like she was fresh. Yeah, correct. 
Truly. It's like I felt like I watched it for the first time. And then before we watched this one, I rewatched the previous one Ooh. just to catch myself up. So you can compare and contrast. So I think before I even get my thoughts, I think that was one of the interesting things about about this film is watching it with that other one on your mind to see what was what was taken out, what was changed, what was all added. Obviously, a lot was added since it went from two hours to four hours. Right. But I'm really interested to hear what you have to think. Overall, Chrissy, before we get into the, the sure. nitty gritty, mm-hmm. what did you think about Zack Snyder's Justice League? Okay. So first, I just want to say, for anybody who's listening and, you know, you guys aren't one of our six regulars who listen to us all the time, I feel like it needs to be said. Bill, Jim Bob, Susie. <laughs> I was going to name them all. What's They're up, all guys? from like the 50s. Um, I feel like it needs to be said, we are not movie critics. We are doing this because we like movies. Justin loves movies and it's fun. So please don't take anything that I say and say, wow, what a shitty movie critic. Because yes, you are correct. I would be a shitty movie critic because this is not what we're doing. Uh, (laughs) That (laughs) disclaimer aside. My favorite scene was the one filmed in Los Angeles. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I do like things I recognize. Anyway, uh, because I don't remember the first one well, All I remember is how it made me feel. And it made me want to stab my eyes out the first time. So this was a major improvement because I didn't want to stab my eyeballs out. I was just occasionally bored because I felt like it was taking too long. And it's funny, I I leaned over to you at one point and said, oh, I'm so glad this movie has exposition because I'm remembering that the first one we saw did not have exposition. But then it ended up just being like an onion of exposition. The entire movie was one big exposition. Um, so a little too heavy and a little too long, of course, but a huge improvement, uh, in terms of characterization, they all actually had arcs this time, (laughs) which was major. They didn't have them before. Wonder Woman was a a huge standout and she was not the first time. Uh, the music was better. So there you go. That's kind of my, my big overall rainbow opinion. It was better. All right. Better. That's, that's my main. There you go. It's better. So, A, it's better. All right. Um, so, I watched the the old one before, and so I was watching it, trying to, you know, see what was different and all. And my biggest thing about the whole thing is, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but, <laughs> watching it, you're like, guys, this is a good movie. In my opinion, this is a good movie, but if we chopped off a good hour, it could be great. I, I don't know about great, but I agree about chopping off an hour. Shorter. So it needs, I was like, I was like, shorter. I was like, more color. Like, I just don't like Ugh. the Zack Snyder. Like, I like uh, Dawn of the Dead. I, I, I liked Man of Steel, but he. I liked We Could Be Heroes. Every, everything is so movie. drab. Like, he, <laughs> he did Dawn of the Dead, and then everything else looks like a zombie movie. You know, yeah. Batman v Superman looked like a zombie movie. Everything is just so washed out. And especially for these, I know he's really into like the gods of DC versus the, you know, more relatable half men of Marvel type thing. So he's like, you know, he's one of those guys like, doesn't it look cool? On principle. And I'm like, yeah, it does, man. But imagine if it had more color. And in this respect, imagine if it was in widescreen instead of this boxy shit that you've done. Yeah. So... I swear to God, watching this, and like I said, I liked the movie, and I was just like, the simple things that could have been changed, like just a more color, shorter, you know, widescreen, just those things. I was like, 
just imagine. I thought of that too. I thought about the color thing several times. I didn't bring it up because I assumed that this was a DC thing because I haven't seen a DC movie that I can think of uh, that's like super colorful or bright. Well, <laughs> I'm a Superman guy, so uh, the thing that have the thing that's you know frustrated me about Snyder and Superman is he did Man of Steel, which I liked, and I was like, yeah, okay, and then it came Batman v Superman. And that whole movie, he was either mad, and then he was dead at the end. And then this one, he's like dead most of the time. And then when he comes back, he's mad again. And I'm just like, I just want fucking, you know, not mad or not mad or dead Superman. And I want his like colorful, like blue and red. Like even when he comes back. You wanted this time, Lego he, movie Superman. No. I'm just like, you know, I just. Uh, I did. I don't know. So speaking of real quick aside about Lego movie, at one point I, I turned to Justin, we're watching it and I go, where is the green lantern? And Justin's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Where is the green lantern? And I'm like, you know, where's Seth Rogen. And he's like, are you talking about Seth Rogen who did the voice of the green lantern in the Lego movie? <laughs> And then I slunk back down into my chair, ashamed that I suggest such a thing. But yes, this movie is so long that at one point I started getting like weird Transformers movie vibes. I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, they're really getting into the nitty gritty of all this new. Like, I, I guess it was a monkey paw situation for us because I remember <laughs> like the first one we were like, we don't understand any of this. This is kind of like. Can we just give this an incomplete? Because what are these mother boxes and stuff? <laughs> just wait. Because this movie has at least, you know, 45 minutes of mother box talk. Like from every angle. <laughs> There's one scene in this movie. It's like the scene from that 70s show where they're getting high around a oh lazy my Susan. God. But they're talking about the mother box. And I was just like, holy fuck. Just get to the point of the fucking mother boxes. I remember like, looking at you and saying, Justin, I'm legitimately nauseated. I can't keep watching this scene if they're going to keep going in a circle, taking turns talking about the goddamn mother box. I can't do it. So much mother box. I was like, oh my God. Justin, enough. Justin puts up with a lot, you may have gathered, but one of the things that he put up ad nauseum with me in watching this movie is that in order for me to fully understand it, I had to compare everything to Marvel because Marvel's my jam and this is not. So I'm like, oh, I get it. This is like the Infinity Stones and the big guy with with the hackles that keep going up and down on his steel suit is like Thanos. And he's like, yeah, whatever, Chris. And I'm like, and that's Sea Thor when it was Aquaman. And actually, I think you came with Sea Thor. But well, I needed help. And, and that, that points to one of the larger problems in this movie is, you know, it's so long because they reinserted, he reinserted origin stories from these heroes that the first time were like, what the fuck is up with them? You know? <laughs> so I understand that. But they also added 45 minutes of mother box talk where they could have trimmed that down. You like, said at one point you're like, I want a super cut of them just talking about the mother boxes so we could see how long they spend discussing the boxes. It's like if they if they didn't spread the Infinity Stones talk over several Marvel <laughs> movies, but just waited one movie and like, okay, we're only talking about these stones. Like right now. Let's really get into the dirty of how these stones work, who they're talking to, what happens if they explode, how are we gonna explode? Like I was just like every time they started talking about it, I was just like 
I get it. I get it. <laughs> My favorite was when you tried explaining to me who the dark side was as um, Steppenwolf, which made me laugh every single time his name came up. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I admit, I laugh more watching this movie <laughs> than I have in a while. So when I say I liked it, a lot of it just came from like the entertainment value about yeah. some of the stupid shit like Steppenwolf, like Steppenwolf's uh, uh, <laughs> CGI thing and how it like moves with the wind now. Like it's one of those like tchotchkes at Spencer's That's gifts. what I'm saying. The hackles on his, on his steel suit. Because <laughs> he's like, I can't even look at it. I can't. Him. So I have um, what's the what's the it's like an offshoot of OCD uh, where you know you look at holes or I can't remember the name of Holophobia. it now. No, no, no. There's a real name for it, and suddenly it's escaping me. But the, you know, the best is skin bumps with or like, holes, with like holes, like the hand yeah, with yeah, holes yeah, yeah. Oh, it. I can't stop. It literally like we drove through a desert once, and there were uh, mountains that had like the little dried up bushes, but they were all over, and I was like, I can't look up. It drove me nuts. So this was kind of along those lines. An like, evil villain really knows where to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these holes. Look at all the bumps. You, you know, oh, I, couldn't do I it. didn't care about Stephen Wolf in the first one, but this one, I get it because he's kind of like a, you know, he's, he just wants to please his boss. Right. So his boss never shows up until like later in the movie. Instead, he uses like what, bad guy FaceTime. No, wait, wait, wait. Here's what we called it. I wrote it down. Oh, you wrote it down? Yeah. Well, I forgot how we called it, but we oh, were, wait, wait, we were wait. confused. Uh, Where? Steppenwolf, villain flame time. It's like FaceTime, <laughs> but the the person you're talking to are are they're on fire, <laughs> and so we kept we're like, so is is he talk? Is he on is fire he on the other end? Like should he like, or just do they do this because it looks cool? And <laughs> like I said, we just really got into the nitty gritty of how they were talking because they do that several times to this movie too. I know, but this is the difference, Justin, between oh. the first time we saw this and now. The first time, it didn't make any sense, and it wasn't entertaining. It was like, what the hell is going on? And we didn't know, and we also, at least I didn't, care. Yeah. This time, it was like, what the hell is going on? But, but then we were laughing. That's what I'm saying. It was more entertaining. Like, we had a lot of questions, and they answered that, and yeah. then, like, doubled it times, <laughs> like, hundreds. And we're like, no, no, too many too answers. Too much, too much. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hold on. So, I've got lots of notes. Um I was mad, you know, still, where's Superman the whole time? I'm you like, kept he's, asking he's in my, where's Superman at? It was he's, like a kid in the car going, are we there yet? And you're well, like, not yet. Like I said, he's been <laughs> mad or dead for 95% of the last two <laughs> films. I'm like, mad, dead, mad, come on, come back. Uh, I am, and this is crazy because I grew up with Michael Keaton Batman. 89 Batman was my jam. It mm-hmm. came out when I was in elementary school. I'm like, this is my Batman. But I will say this. Exhausted Batman, kind of down with, like... <laughs> Old Batman. Ben Affleck is just like so tired and exhausted. Yeah. He's just like, oh, like just let's get this team together so I can sleep, you know? <laughs> uh, so I kind of liked him in this movie. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on from him, I liked him too, actually, but I, th- I always, I can't tell if I'm compartmentalizing just that I generally like Ben Affleck and things or if that I also am digging old Batman. Couldn't quite tell. Well, just imagine, put you put put your place in put you put yourself in his place. You just you know tried to kill Superman for a whole movie that was hard. Yeah. Then he died, and then everybody's pissed at you, and now you're tired, and now these you know dark sides come in. And you're like, oh, I'm what, tired. That's true. Do you know what I do love about this Batman? And maybe I don't know. You can tell me because you have better uh, um, what's the word? Like you have a better grip on Batman's character. I like that when they're all like, I'm this amazing superhero or like look at my balls i'm c thor <laughs> or whatever does, does he say that 
I have a reason for saying that. He's, <laughs> by the way, he's got about three introductions in this movie. <laughs> so he only needed one of those. Uh, I, I did notice that Zack Snyder apparently does not like Icky Thump. He took Icky Thump out of this. <laughs> I was like, justice for Icky Thump. Bring Icky Thump back. <laughs> Enough Nick Cave. Um, he. That's one of the things about Zack Snyder. His, his music placement in some of his films is always like... Oh, oh wait. Do you mean... <laughs> Oh wait, Wonder Woman's in the film now. <laughs> every single so in the beginning it was funny. It was like, are they gonna do this every time? And then by the time we were an hour or two, we were we were like, it's definitely gonna happen. By two and a half, all she did was appear on screen and we would preemptively do it and the woman would start screeching at the same time and then we would laugh at ourselves like it's a feedback loop. It was great. Um, I don't know if she was better served by this in this no. cut. It seems like she had a lot of uh, expository. Oh, you mean the stuff. character, not the song. Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. Other than you know having this cool <laughs> cue every time she comes in the picture. <laughs> oh, she's back from the bathroom. <laughs> she's back for more Motherbox talk. <laughs> I immediately went on Twitter, and so many people felt the same as we did about that, and we're like. <laughs> no one absolutely no one Wonder Roman ah! like everybody freaked out as a character I agree with you I think that she um, I think she had more to do and she fell into the ensemble a lot in the first movie like even though I don't remember much I would definitely remember more to be honest with you about what the female superhero did because she's the only one and I don't and in this one I felt like she actually carried the team quite a bit which was great yeah she's like the um the Hermione of the team yes like get your shit straight sad Batman yeah you know I like sad Batman Superman's That's still missing I was gonna say earlier is that I like when all they're like I'm a badass he's like yeah I'm rich like I kind of appreciate that he didn't try to say well I'm a badass and here's why he just says I'm rich whatever <laughs> um there's there's more Lois in this film but she's like sad Lois and then she turns into I called her slowest lane uh spoilers I don't know people why people would listen to this if they haven't seen this before. <laughs> no, I, I was about to let out a spoiler, <laughs> but if you're if you're listening this far, uh, at the end there's a uh, an Easter egg that she's pregnant, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "There's t- several times in that movie where I was like, what? Wait, there was? I don't remember that Easter egg.' Yeah, she, so <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's a scene in this movie. This is a great example of watching this movie with Chrissy. There's a scene in the movie. Um, that wasn't in the previous one where basically it's Lois talking to Superman's mom, Martha, and they're having like a heart to heart and it's touching and blah, blah, blah. And the whole reason for the scene is (laughs) you think that Superman's mom is telling Lois because Lois is like, I haven't back to work, you know, everything's sad. Mm -hmm. And Superman's mom is like, get back to work, child. Like, Go back to work. Like, you really need to go back to work. And we're like, what? What is she saying? And so Lois is like, yeah, I should go back to work. And <laughs> she, like, leaves. And then all of a sudden, Superman's mom turns into this, like, green alien. And then the green alien turns into this African-American actor that we've seen in the other films. And I looked at Chrissy, and she's like, what is that? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what happened there. I literally guessed. I was like, is it a scroll? Give me the Marvel translation, damn it. <laughs> well, but the whole way it was done, I was like... So wait a minute, who does does nobody want her to go back to work? And so right in that moment, it like panned over to like her desk or whatever, and there was a pregnancy test in there. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love Amy Adams, but 
I could have honestly yeah, I could have a lot to do no, with this. I could have done without the character or do you know what it was it was two in the middle they either needed to give her a lot more to do or like nothing to do like literally nothing well yeah this like she was barely in the first one and they brought her back this one but she's like sad pregnant and so it's like okay yeah. um her only purpose is to snap super snooperman super snooperman <laughs> superman out of it yeah when he's mad she like jumps in and is like no, Remember no, me? Let's fly, let's fly away. Yeah. Let's fly away. In the in the previous one, he had her or she had him fly away like to Kansas and then they're out in the field like presumably were like Justice League is still trying to find the mother boxes and stuff and uh he, <laughs> she, she's like you smell good or I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Uh so that green alien guy that you're like is a scroll. <laughs> I eventually found out who it was because there's a later scene in the oh, movie. Yes. Where the, he goes and visits visits Batman at his lake house, like really from the lake house estate from yeah. Keanu Reeves' movie, and he miraculously <laughs> lost like thirty pounds, by the way. And you're like, whoa! I was like, he's happier it's now. Been Batman, oh, God. But he like he goes and like uh, says hey to Batman, and at the end he's like, what kind of Batman's like, what kind of call you? And literally he like rocketeers off. He's like, <laughs> Martian Manhunter, <laughs> and I was like, okay. All so, right, cool. so I'm just now admitting this. So it's Martian Man Hunter. <laughs> yes. Because I definitely heard Marshall Mathers. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. What can we call you? Um. So I haven't even talked about my favorite part about this movie. And the favorite part is actually the in part of the new stuff. So, yes, we got all this mother box talk. But on the flip side, we got the origin stories for two two people. The Flash and Cyborg. Mm-hmm. In the first one, we're like, oh, yeah, we like The Flash, Ezra Miller, but he doesn't have a lot to do. True. And then in terms of Cyborg, they're like, here's this guy. This is what he looks like. This was caused by an explosion. And Christy and I were like, what the fuck? Like, he turned into the Terminator? What kind of explosion <laughs> starts that? <laughs> and so now we know why Zack Snyder was pissed at Joss Whedon, who fucking sucks. We'll get there. And Warner Brothers, who I'm probably, you know, uh, made him do this. They pretty much took out all everything about the the Flash and uh, Cyborg in terms of their origin stories and their motivations for what they want to do for and anything. who they are, and so just putting that back in, I'm just like so much better, so much better, well, it just and makes, makes you sense. like, and makes you uh, like the character so much more. So I was about to get. To, so my favorite scene is actually the scene at the end with with the Flash. Actually, the whole ending of this movie, and I'm not talking about the epilogue. I'm talking about the end where they're chapter five. They're all fighting together, blah, blah, blah. Probably the best part of the movie for me. I was just like, yes, this is what it should be. Like, tin it up so I can see things a little bit better. But otherwise, <laughs> I thought it was all great. And so when, at that point, they fuck up or you know something happens and everything explodes, and The Flash, who I haven't seen The Flash TV show, but... His unwinding everything and going back, I was like, this is kind of like art. This is good shit. I wish I'd been in a movie theater to watch this. So that whole ending and that flash scene of him unwinding things at the end, mm-hmm. I've actually gone back and watched it a couple more times. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, wow. That's the thing about watching this movie. Like, I want to make the you know the Justin and Chrissy cut and just cut this stuff. Nobody wants that. We can make a really good cut out of this. There's some good shit. I don't want to have to fast forward through all this motherbox stuff. Um, So yeah, the 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 flash scene uh, at the end, and also although I thought it was kind of corny, the the hot I call it the hot dog crash 
in the middle with him with the Flash and the uh, the actress Kersey Clemens who's in the remember she's in the car and she crashes and he sees instantly. Oh yes, busts his shoes to save her. Yes, yes but before yes. he saves her, he like grabs a hot dog, dog floating the in the air. That was kind of corny, but I like that. I also I, enjoyed that for some reason. I was just like, why wasn't this in the original? You know, can you you know what I thought of several times with all the things that were not in the original that weren't a part of um, whatever reshoot Zack Snyder did last year. You know, I'm talking about like footage they had but just didn't use. Yeah, how many millions of dollars were wasted? Yeah, as I watched, the, you know, because these were like big sets, big shoots, and you know, lots of effects. And even if they had left the effects mostly undone because they didn't end up including it in final. I just couldn't believe. I thought, God, I can't. How many millions were wasted? Uh, real quick about the Flash. So you know what's interesting? Um, I agree with you as far as the Flash being an interesting character in that whole last. I mean, it's like a ballet. It really is. In theater, we would call that a, a ballet, and and oftentimes it doesn't actually mean ballet, ballet. It's just that if something is balletic, it gets that term. So this was balletic. Uh, however. Everybody on Twitter that I saw was giving him shit for his general, like, dorky humor throughout the entire movie. Really? Yeah. People were like, I could have done it with less of the Flash, like, one-liners. And I was like, oh, my God. Can we have any levity in this movie? <laughs> that was one of the things in the original Justice League. We're like, thank God for, you know, uh, him yeah. in the spots to, like, liven things up. Right. But to, to get the more of his backstory, there's... This one scene with him talking to his dad, Billy Crudup, mm-hmm. which is oh, uh, the same scene is in the earlier one. But in the earlier one, I think there's score. And in this new one, there's no score at all. It's like just the two of them talking, mm-hmm. dad to son. And I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense. Better. Um, but like I said, I, I haven't seen the Flash TV show, which is in several seasons now. But I thought I thought. It, he was a great part. And then, so, yeah. Ray Fisher as Cyborg, holy crap. Like, they, I mean, the side-eye to Warner Brothers because they've gotten into mm-hmm. trouble, but it doesn't look good for them to think that they, like, looked at all this movie and said, okay, let's take away as many people of color as possible, mm-hmm. um, you know, and let's take away the women, even if they're sad pregnant. So, because that's what was added back in, the origin story for him. Um uh, a nine day difference between you know explosion caused him and then the the trauma involved in his backstory. Right, agreed. And and cyborg, it's interesting to me because I feel like he was in so little of the first one. I didn't even remember him as being a character, which yeah. is telling and horrible. Uh, he the actor. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember the actor's name. Do you do you happen to know? Ray Fisher. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so Ray Fisher, it's it. What an interesting turn because I feel like every other character is innately themselves. You know what I mean? Like Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman even before she became herself. Even if you remember back in the first movie when she was a kid, you know, she was very much herself in terms of her personality. Bruce Wayne had a traumatic event when he was a kid, but he's been himself for many, many years. Superman had a lot to contend with, but still grew into himself pretty quickly. This is a character, Cyborg that is, who as a a teenager or a kid seemed so markedly different from the character that he grew to be once he had his rebirth that it was really interesting to watch from the acting perspective because it's like two entirely different people. Yeah. I mean, uh, how crazy for for him, Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller thinking you're making one movie and you're like, 
at the end, you're like, oh, they just took away all. <laughs> yeah. Why you why, why you have such a chip on your shoulder, cyborg? And they just took away every sense of. Also, by the way, and this is very geeky for them to do. His dad is played by Joe Morton, who you know I mostly know as um, uh, Miles Dyson from Terminator Two. This oh. guy is in Terminator Two, one of the best movies of all time, and to have him. He's in this movie more as well, and he basically has to RoboCop his son. (laughs) And I'm just like, yes, I'm all on board with this. This makes sense. Right. Finally, we know what's going on. And like I said, that's the biggest sad thing about this movie is they could have averted all this, it seems. And we could have had a Justice League 2 or whatever. I hate that I'm saying that, but it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Looking back and see what happened with the original film, with Zack Snyder, Mm -hmm. with everything going on. Yeah. The worst part is a lot of people online turn this into, you know, a nasty thing. But I'm glad that he got to come back and do this. Um, I just wish it was a little shorter, a little bit less slow-mo. I agree. You know, a little less mother boxes. I agree. Can we talk about Joss Whedon now? He sucks. (sighs) Can I? I can't. (sighs) Guys, I'm so, like, upset that I can't articulate how upset I am because I was a huge Buffy fan. I mean, I still am of the show itself. And, Same. Yeah, and the actors. And, but you, I, if you guys were to listen to the you know capsule of time that we've been doing this podcast, anytime we've had a movie where Joss Whedon had a hand in it, you know, I was doing my hands up and down like, you know, you're bowing to an Egyptian pharaoh. Like, yes. Thank God Joss was involved in this because it had snappy banter and witty dialogue and you know, was better paced than certain movies that bore me to tears and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I was a fan. And this year to really hear uh, not just what a dick he's been, but what a um, predator he's been on set to his actors and I'm sure to people behind the scenes as well is unnerving and say what you want about cancel culture, but fuck that guy. Cancel that guy. He doesn't deserve to work in this industry. I agree. I agree. And while we're saying fuck people, I will say fuck Jared Leto. I'm less educated on that. Um, what? What yeah. are you talking about? Or he, if he's I, my nemesis. Wait, what? Jared Leto. Why is he your nemesis? Because he sucks. Remember that time we were at M Cafe? <laughs> uh, we've so, seen a few people at M Cafe. <laughs> Number one. Um, like Chris Pine. Living in L.A., there's certain people that you hear about through the grapevine who are bad dudes, and he's one of them. He's really oh. lecherous around uh, young, less than young girls. Oh, no bueno. Anyway, there's that. But also, I was in cafe way back in the day, and he was standing beside me in line, and he was being all weird and douchey. Wait, how? Substantiate, please. He was like, he was like, he was like that guy. Remember that Black Keys concert that that like stands too close to you? Sure. Like as like a alpha male type thing going yeah. on. Yeah. He was trying to do that to me, but he's like yay tall in <laughs> in the line in cafe. And I remember just be like, dude, I just want some sweet potato fries. Get off. So, so, get away from me. I'm not saying he's a good guy, but let me get this straight. <laughs> he's your arch nemesis because he stood too close to you while being short. At M Cafe. No, but he was doing it in a douchey <laughs> way. You know how you can tell when people are like, oh, like didn't know you were there. And sure. And that they knew you were there and they didn't care. That was Jared Leto. 
God damn you, Jared Leto, for not caring <laughs> that Justin Winters was I, in wait line. A I, I, I'm kidding. I preface this all by saying he's like a Me Too waiting to happen, yeah, and you're yeah, like, that's different. oh no, it's about the line thing at MCAF. Well, I'm just making fun of you, but no, that's different. I understand about the Me Too thing. Also, his Joker sucks. Sorry. But there you go. You saw the same epilogue. True. Like, number one, they didn't need it. And number yeah. two, he definitely need, didn't need to be there. I don't understand what, what he was doing. I didn't like what he was doing. I didn't like it. That's cool. Did you like the epilogue? Not particularly. Like what? They could just end it as like uh, that Justice League shot. Like, we're the Justice League. Yeah. I just kind of chalked it up to yet another thing that I don't fully understand because this universe is much bigger than this one movie so i was like i don't know shit happened clearly at some point i guess we'll find out later well no like this is one of those where he's like oh you know throw the kitchen sink and everything this is my last gas but like i said this is like a four-hour transformers movies where i'm like okay you just defeated it but now we get 30 more minutes this is like this is crazy this is like worse than return of the king so what happens from here there's not going to be a justice league 2 like what is the next thing (sighs) So he's got a he's got a zombie movie coming <laughs> coming out on Netflix this summer, which Ooh, I'm really, which I'm excited about because he did Dawn of the Dead with with Sarah Polly, which I, I thought Sarah was Polly. I thought was great and stuff. But the 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 latest word from Warner Brothers is this is it for Zack Snyder in wow. the DCEU. So I don't know how that's going to work with the vocal fans of this movie. And how a lot of people are doing hashtag restore the Snyder verse. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm disappointed. Like I said, I'm a Superman guy at heart, and I like Henry Cavill. He mm-hmm. just hasn't. I just want a full movie where he's just like fully Superman and not sad or mad Superman. Brooding, but like, brooding Superman. Not even brooding. Just wants to save the day. You know. Yeah. Um, I would like one more of those. We're getting a flash. We are getting a flash movie with oh. Ezra Miller and Kersey Clemens, um, who was cool. in that one scene. Um, I assume we're getting more Aquaman. I even made a chart. <sighs> I could do without Aquaman. So here's my. I, I did a Rotten Tomato. I know a lot of people rank these, but I don't care enough to to like <laughs> mince between these. So I have a yes, like the the tomato and a no splat. So on my yes side, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the DCEU, I've got Man of Steel, Aquaman, Wonder Woman 1, Birds of Prey, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Shazam. I've liked all of those. I think those are good. On the other side, I have Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, mm. OG Justice League, and Wonder Woman 84, the one that just came out. You know, it's funny. I remember Suicide Squad not being a, like a good movie, but I would put that on the yes side. What? For real? Yeah, I would. That one's so, super and, and dark I, and just like can't see. What? And I didn't see all of Aquaman. You wrote as Agua. Aquaman. Aqu- Aquaman. Get off my case. But I would put that on the on the splat side. Okay. I, so can you explain to me, and this is an aside, just in like, I don't know, 30 seconds or less. What is the appeal of Aquaman or Jason Momoa? I don't understand it. I don't know. He was. I don't think he was done any favors in this movie either. Uh, you know, seemed to be. More- I would rather watch a whole movie with Amber Heard than watch one with him. She's problematic as well, Chrissy. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, there's just I. I think Aquaman, the movie, did you, you didn't watch that one with me, right? No, I watched parts of it, and I adore Nicole Kidman. She's my goddess. I thought that one was like bonkers and like fun. I, I love that That's why that I didn't, I, it was bonkers, and I couldn't but this follow. One, 
this one, you know, there just wasn't a lot for him to do. You know, I Except love when for he walk like, around like he had a load in his pants. Fins, whatever. Are you talking about poop or are you talking about? So the, earlier I made a joke about his big balls, but I I later said, I, I was like, I can substantiate that. And that's because he does the thing that like muscular dudes do. And I know I'm standing up to show you. And I don't understand. Should I tape this? No. Oh my God. Is this like just one of the guys? <laughs> no. Remember when we watched just one of the guys and yes. you like pretend, you like put like the sock in there and like try to walk around? Is that yes. what you're talking about? Basically. But can you explain to me why guys who like work out, especially if they have that like upside down triangle sort of build, why is it, why do they walk like this? Like they're not waddling, but they do like they're walking dick and balls out and also like they must waddle because if not, it'll chafe. Like the legs are, I'm doing it more bent than they do it. Their legs are straighter than mine, but I never I saw understand. any of that. I can't explain. That is, <laughs> was that a waddle? That's it. That's what I'm saying. He did a lot of drinking in this movie. I don't, I, I when you said that initially, I, I thought of like, you know, he's got like jeans on and his like, his downstairs <laughs> area is like compressed. So he's just like, Walking gingerly around, but you're know. more like no, he's like a, like a mer person who a mer person. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I do like when they make those like uh, talking bubbles. They're like, it will look weird for us to talk in the water, so let's make this bubble. Oh, I totally agree. That would be fun in real life. But yeah, so and it's not exclusive, by the way, to Jason Momoa. It's just this thing about being like a muscular dude. I God, I hope somebody out there knows what I'm talking about, where they literally walk with these like super straight legs and semi-awkwardly side to side as if they have some top sort of special heavy? load. Like they're top heavy? No, because that would imply to me top heavy you're leaned over. They're not leaned over. They're straight up. But <laughs> I'm bombing side to side slightly. I'm thinking about the bad guys in the Super Mario's movie. You remember the guys that had like the little head? But the big bodies, and so they walk like this. Kind of like I'm imagining that their <laughs> balls hang low, and because of, like they're huge. Do your balls <laughs> hang low? Do they take like time? this is what I'm imagining. I'm imagining their balls hang low. <laughs> I don't and remember huge. any of this ball stuff with Aquaman. <laughs> if you were pointing this out, I would have like really gone there with you. There's one point where Wonder Woman, they're like looking up her skirt, and I was like, easy Ooh, now, yeah. Zack Snyder. Yeah, I thought they like, were like, mm, what do you think? Would she go out with a nerd? And I was like, shut up over here. All, also, Leave her alone. What did you think of the the terrorist scene in the beginning? You remember the terrorist scene where they were like taken over and they had the bomb, and they're like, we're going to shoot all these people oh, in the faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the school. And Wonder Woman was like, do, 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 do. Did yes. you like that? It was like longer in this one. And I was like, too much. It reminded me like they were trying to capitalize on what they thought worked in The Dark Knight in the beginning, the hostage situation. I think they were like really going for the R rating there. Could be. And what was weird is like, like she really like, I think she like pulverized like <laughs> one guy like into the sun. And then this girl like comes out and she's like, I want to be you. And I, she's like, you could be any <laughs> girl up. And I was like, shh. <laughs> She, we both laughed at that. I was like, she just like incinerated a dude, and now this little like if I was that, whatever. Right? What are you doing? I'm looking up. Are on... you looking up Momoa's balls? No, Chrissy. <laughs> no, do that on your own time. I looked up muscular. If walk, you're really muscular and you have big balls, I guess you might walk differently. You might walk with your legs slightly too spread apart and straight legged. Like I don't understand it. I don't. I'll have to find a gif. 
and that'll be it. He doesn't even have to walk. He can just like fly through the air with his trident. Yeah, and then isn't he like a mermaid? Like I bad, said, ride bad dudes right through <laughs> several floors of a building like they were a surfboard. Oh man. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be it'll <laughs> be Jason glorious. Balls dot com. <laughs> Again, it's not exclusive to Jason Momoa. It's Chrissy, these, I know where you can bodybuilder go. Bodybuilder types. Chrissy, I know where you can go. Look at me. What? Who am I? Who am I? Uh, Mr. Skin. Oh, that's Mr. Skin. Not a reference I would have ever gotten just by you ball, smiling just, just, at me with a thumbs up. No, I got the Mr. Skin. Like you're like, hey, who am I? Who am I? This very obvious thing that I know you've probably <sighs> seen Jesus at least one hundred times because com. you're into Mr. Skin, aren't you? <laughs> I think I think it's from a knock. I think Paul Rudd. He does mentions that. it in Knocked Up. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. You're still Googling. Are you on YouTube? No. Well, I'm Chrissy's not. Really, I'm scrolling. You. What? Chrissy's on you porn. Look, what? Looking, looking for balls. <laughs> no. <laughs> Red tube. Oh God, you guys. Search all the tubes. I don't understand this vendetta, Chrissy. Nope. Uh, I think we've talked this through. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've Sorry, I've been laughing hit all the points. <laughs> Trying to explain <laughs> and talk about this film, which again, I generally liked. I just wish was uh, shorter, mm-hmm. had more color, was widescreen. Yep. Less slow-mo, less mother boxes. Yes, all of the above. I sign off. Cosign. More Steppenwolf. <laughs> the, sh- the fact that there wasn't Steppenwolf music in this is a shame. They straight up murdered Steppenwolf in this one. Like I feel like in the last one they like touched him and he like his why do guys who are really jacked waddle? <laughs> you could Google anything, Chrissy, and find a random message board answer. All I did was search bodybuilder walk waddle and that's the first thing that came up. Well at least he doesn't walk like Batman in this movie. Here's How does Batman walk? He, he oh walks, with his head down he like he's shamed. Michael Sarah from that <laughs> arrested the fellow <laughs> Like, just give him his, you know, Dunkin' Coffee, you know? Sure. Give him his Dunkin' Coffee. And then he'll be good. What would be your final grade for Zack Snyder's oh, Justice boy. League, Chrissy? <laughs> C plus. C plus? Yeah. I give it, yeah, B minus. All right. Whoa. Cool. Hi, oh Brooklyn. Brooklyn's auditioning for her role in The Joker. Oh, no. Oh, wow. What in the world? So, Is this a salad? Wow. Brooklyn, would you like to describe that, what's in your salad that you've just brought up in a bowl? That is a lot of ranch. Is that your salad? <laughs> you like, no, no. You like, you like ranch. I, knew, I know that from um, Soup Plantation. So. <laughs> it, it's true. Here. What is this? Um, okay. Okay. So I'm noticing. So Brooklyn, we were just talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mommy gave it a C+. Plus. I was a little nicer and gave it a B minus, but generally we give it a thumbs up and we suggest everyone watch it. It's four hours long, though. What do you think about that? Wait, and Brooklyn, you should know it's a movie Baddest about. Baddest thing ever. Don't watch it. Well, wait. Let me tell you. Hold on. Baddest Brooklyn. thing ever. Yes. It's about. Oh, you're a Batman, hater. You're a Snyder hater. Flash. Get out of my room. Shush. Batman, The Flash, Wonder Woman. Oh wait, I'll let that sink Steppenwolf. in. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Watch it. Watch it. Aquaman. What do you think about Steppenwolf? Watch it, watch it, watch it. Oh, okay. Can you do an imitation of Jason Momoa's walk can as you, Aquaman? Can you go wash your face before you get blueberries? She's auditioning for oh, the Joker. She's face? obviously had an entire bowl of blueberries, and it's like all over the sides of her mouth as if she's auditioning for Jared Leto's part. No, she looks like the muffins guy from YouTube. Oh, yeah. Muffins. That's an old callback. Uh, what else? So, yeah, Justice League, guys. 
Good stuff. And 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 a salad from Brooklyn. A salad from Brooklyn. So um wow. Fun times, guys. Back so what about hold on, Brooklyn? We'll talk on. about the salad hold in a on. second. We gotta end this podcast. Yeah, Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. we're at the we'll end. You've been out patient. The salad. Hold on. Um so next week, guys, big news, exciting. Gotta get finished on the edit, but the whole plan is we're gonna be starting a new fantasy movie draft tournament. And we're doing it a different way. We're next week, hopefully, if everything goes right, we are starting our 2010s fantasy movie draft royal rumble what what does that mean well if you watched you know wwf back in the day a royal rumble was a match that started with a bunch of guys and then some guys some new guys came in they threw some guys out of the ring and it was just like chaos new people coming in old people going out so that's kind of how we're gonna uh work this new tournament with the 2010s we're gonna start out with four drafters and they're going to be drafting the year 2010. And then after that, every week we're going to have a vote put up. And the two people with the highest number of votes are going to advance to the next year. And two people will drop. So every year in the tournament, we'll have two people coming in, two people staying. So if people are really amazing at fantasy movie draft, they'll be able to stay the whole time. But that probably won't happen. I'm just saying it's a new way to do fantasy movie draft, guys. And we've already taken the first one. And people were kind of angry about the way we're doing it. Lots of consternation, anxiety, fun. You know, how we do it. Good times. Good times. Yeah. So that's uh, slated next week. Our 2010 uh, fantasy movie draft, Royal Rumble, the start of that tournament. And then after that... Chrissy, yeah, one of the one of the carrots. I'm like Chrissy. If we came back for the podcast, what do you think about you being in charge of 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 picking half the film? So we just like trade off, and Chrissy's like, I like it, I like it. And uh, Brooklyn thinks it'll be basically just Moulin Rouge and Titanic. Woodum, thanks, Brooklyn. Hopefully, Chrissy picks movies she hasn't seen before, since it's the whole point. Uh, we could talk about Moulin. We've 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 talked about Titanic as much as we can talk about one movie. Uh, I think it's possible. So yeah. the week after that, Chrissy's got a film that she's going to choose. Um, so that'll be exciting. But yes, otherwise, I'm just glad to be on the mic and talking movies, guys. Yeah, it's been a while. It's fun times. You can find us on the socials mm-hmm. at Movie Geekcast at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, even trying to uh, use Letterboxd more as well to, to kind of log our films. We have a list of all the movies we've, we've discussed on the podcast over the last too long, decade, True. 12 years. How long has it been? 12 a long years. Time. Holy crap. And if you're interested in our um, personal ramblings on Instagram, we are at the Justin Winters and at Chris Winters. True that. True that. Anything else we miss? Nah. You got to eat the salad. Ranch dressing, guys. Yep. The lifeblood. True. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I will see you guys next week. Chrissy? Yeah. We're out. Okay. Bye. Bye.